You found it! A Scoop of Life is a podcast produced by Square One World Media and features Cheryl Coop as host and storyteller. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the podcast called A Scoop of Life. My name is Cheryl Coop, and I'm thankful that you have taken time to listen. This podcast is a mix of one of my personal stories, sometimes a funny one and sometimes a more serious one, together with music from Canadian musicians, and then concludes with a brief spiritual insight. I hope that as you listen, you not only enjoy it, but sense God's deep love for you and how your story can intersect with his. And now, enjoy the show. The title of this episode is Batays and Beaches. It is exciting to see a dream become reality. After traveling to Amsterdam in 1986 and participating in a conference there called Amsterdam 86, a dream was born to see young people from Canada travel to other parts of the world to work on projects that would benefit the people of developing countries. The dream was to see young people experience another culture and country, not through the eyes of a tourist, but as a servant. The program would be called Project Serve and would mimic others that already operated in the Netherlands and the USA. One of the people I met at the conference in Amsterdam invited me to come to the Dominican Republic to see some potential projects in nearby Haiti that needed completion. We had many conversations after the conference, and so it was decided that a trip to the Dominican Republic would happen. I would see the potential sites in Haiti, choose one of them, and then the rest of the details would be worked out over the winter of 1987, resulting in a team traveling there for that summer. It was hard to believe that a dream of mine was becoming reality so quickly. However, the pieces all seemed to fall into place, and it seemed like a good time to be encouraging young people to see the developing world firsthand and to serve others. Since I am never eager to travel alone, a dear friend agreed to accompany on the set-up exploratory trip to the Dominican Republic. I was so grateful not to be going alone, as sharing the experience with someone else always makes traveling more delightful for me. On this trip, it seemed especially good to have another set of eyes and ears that would see the projects and could help in the decision-making process of which project to choose. So off we went, landing in Santo Domingo and greeted by the man I had met in Amsterdam. That, together with his family, would be our host in the Dominican Republic. After a day of rest and seeing some of the city, it was time to head to Haiti and see the projects there. On our way to the border, we stopped at a Haitian bate, where Haitian sugarcane and pineapple field workers lived. It was located on the Dominican Republic side of the border with Haiti. The bate was deplorable. No running water or sewer system, and the homes were made of corrugated metal or plywood. Seeing poverty in a foreign country up close and personal for the first time was a really great challenge. My Dominican host took me to one of the homes to meet one of the couples who lived in the batay. It was a very modest shack with beautiful flowers planted all around, yet the evidence of their poverty was still profound. The Haitian couple I met were lovely, and immediately after our greeting, they offered me the only decent chair they had to sit on. And then they offered me a cup of tea. 
It was difficult to accept the chair, as they were much older than I was. However, they insisted. When the tea was ready, it came in the only china cup and saucer that was on the shelf above their outdoor kitchen. What a sight I was. The large white woman from Canada, sitting on their only decent chair, drinking tea out of the only china cup they had, while my host stood and carried on the most delightful conversation about the changes they were attempting to make to the living conditions in their community. It was a humbling experience, to say the least. For here I was, the rich white woman from Canada coming to their poor village and yet being treated like a queen. Their hospitality made me question whether my extension of hospitality and grace would have been the same were the roles reversed. Sadly, I had to admit that I didn't think I could have been as gracious as they were. Finally, we arrived in Haiti and saw the project our Dominican Republic host thought would be a good fit for the size of group I was hoping to bring with me. It was the combination of a school and medical clinic project, and after hearing the vision of how this would serve the Haitians of the area, I was convinced this was a great project to start with. God's sense of timing in meeting my host in Amsterdam and now being able to see the reality of Project Surf starting was impeccable. After several days of touring possible project sites, my host thought my friend and I should enjoy a day at the beach, for the beaches near to Santo Domingo were beautiful. Since he would not accompany us, he advised us that we would be taking public transportation and how to do that. Well, this was a good challenge for us, as neither of us spoke Spanish. We weren't exactly sure where we were going, and public transportation in this foreign country was a first for us. We packed our day bags, headed to the bus stop, and got on our first bus, asking for guidance on the transfer spot, and then what bus we were supposed to take. My almost non-existent Spanish, mixed with air diagrams, sort of like in charades, and repeating the name of the beach over and over provided both results and laughter from the bus drivers. Finally, we arrived at a pristine white beach with the gorgeous turquoise waters of the Caribbean Sea, beckoning us to get wet and enjoy a day of fun and relaxation. It was so beautiful to be on the beach, swim in the ocean, and observe the local culture. It was also humorous as locals tried to interact with the two gringos who could hardly say even three words in Spanish. However, we managed to enjoy the day and certainly got a taste of Dominican beach culture. At the end of the day, we realized that in our excitement to get to the beach, we never checked the timetable on when the buses at the beach would head back to Santo Domingo. Oops, that was not a great oversight. Once we were able to get some information on the schedule, we found out that we would get to a certain place in the city, but our final bus connection to where we needed to go would no longer be running, so we would only get part of the way back to our host's home. Since this was in the day before cell phones, this was quite a dilemma, for our host was planning to get us from the bus stop near his home at a certain time, and now we didn't even know if we would get into the city, never mind the bus stop near to their home. We were a little nervous, to say the least. A quick prayer was said, asking for wisdom and direction, and then we waited. We waited for quite some time before a bus arrived all the time wondering if the sun would set before it arrived, and then we would need to navigate our way in the dark, which was not very appealing to either of us. 
Finally, a bus arrived, we boarded, and knew that we would never get to the stop where we were to meet our host, for it was past our arranged meeting time, and we weren't even in the city yet. All we could do was hope that somehow a miracle would take place, and we would connect with our host. The sun quickly set, and so it was dark by the time we were at the last bus stop in Santo Domingo. What to do upon arrival was a mystery to us, but I decided we would figure it out once we were off the bus. The bus stopped, the driver advised it was the end of the route, and we had to get off. We did, and there, to our amazement, was our host, waiting for us in his van. Thankfully, he had been concerned when we did not arrive at the bus stop near to their home, so he decided to head to the transfer stop and wait to see if we would arrive there. If we did not, his next step was going to be to head to the beach to look for us. To say we were relieved to see him is an understatement. To say we were thankful for a caring host is an understatement. To say we were being taken care of by a loving God is exactly how we felt. This trip in 1987 was the start to 13 years of taking both teens and adults all over the world to work on a variety of projects. The impact of the projects we worked on continues to this day. And it is exciting to know that a dream not only became reality, but provided much-needed services and resources to needy communities all over the world. There are a lot more stories that could be told about these trips and their impact on both the team members and the host communities. I am so grateful for this season in my life. Now we will listen to Charmaine Brown, knee champion, sing the song, For Such a Time which talks about timing and how God wants to use us and our dreams at just the right time. Charmaine was a beautifully unique girl interned here at Square One World Media and now uses her gift of music in a variety of ways around the world.
How do you tell people around the world about Jesus? Hannah remembers a lot of fighting and drama among the girls in her small community, until a group of them attended a beautiful, unique girl event where they heard that they were created for a purpose and by a great and loving God. Beautiful, unique girl impacted every girl at school, even those who did not attend the event. Personally, it helped me find my true identity in Christ. To help us spread the gospel, visit squareoneworldmedia.com. What dreams do you have? Have some of them become reality? Are there some of your dreams waiting to become reality? Dreams are a significant part of the story of God at work in the lives of individuals as well as in the world. There are a number of stories from the Old Testament that speak of dreams and how they became reality, with probably the most famous one being the dream of Joseph and how it not only saved his family, but the entire nation of Israel. Here is the short version of the story, and for the entire fascinating story, you can read the first book in the Bible, Genesis, chapters 37 to 47. Joseph was the youngest of 11 boys and had dreams that both his family and many nations would one day bow down to him. His brothers were incensed with this dream of his, and so they threw him into a well. He was found in same well by Egyptians and then sold as a slave boy to a high-ranking officer in Egypt who worked for Pharaoh. Joseph was a faithful servant and was able to interpret dreams, which eventually led to him not only interpreting dreams for the Pharaoh, but seeing his own dreams become reality. God often gifts people with dreams. If you have some, do not let go of them, but lay them before God in prayer and then see what he will do with them. Maybe they will become reality, and you will be part of a bigger story than you ever imagined possible. Just like Joseph's dreams led him to be part of a bigger story he ever imagined possible. I look forward to hearing from you and what some of your dreams are. Thanks for listening, and I hope you will let me know not only what you think of the show, but also something that may have resonated with you, made you laugh, or encouraged you. You can contact me via the website www.ascoopoflife.com or on Facebook or Instagram under A Scoop of Life. However, let me spell that for you, because you may think S-C-O-O-P, like an ice cream, but it is www.askoopoflife dot com, like in my nickname, Scoop. I would love to hear from you. My team here at Square One World Media and I enjoyed producing this episode, and I hope you will come back and listen to more episodes as they are loaded on www.ascoopoflife.com. dot